Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. Love catching up with this man. He's a terrific trainer, but he's an entertainer, and we need entertainers in this game. Bjorn Baker, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. Way too kind, as always. Yes. How was Karaka? Did you find what you want? I know you found a, a nice horse there from Little Avondale Stud. I was having a chat to Sammy Williams, and then you walked past and you purchased a half a million dollar yearling, and uh, he looked a terrific colt. Is there shares available? Uh, there's not many left in him, but bjornbakerracing.com.au. We've got plenty of shares from Magic Million Stairs, Sprinters, all shapes and sizes, and so cheap you feel like you're making money. Yes, that's what I love, but it's always the situation with me. As soon as I really like something, it always goes missing pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can do. It's always hard. As a, as a, I know a lot of trainers and pretty much all of them go to the sales and, and we buy a lot of horses that we like without... Uh, the large majority of the time with no owners. And you, you can never quite pick what the market wants. Um, sometimes you buy them by proven stallions, they struggle to sell, and then other times obscure uh, stallions from from left field, and, and they seem to sell instantly. So it's always hard from a sort of mar- marketing and, and budgeting point of view to, to, to get it right. But uh, no, it was good to get back to New Zealand. Plenty of nice horses. They continue to do it on the track. Um, and... I guess we'll be back there next year. Yes. But the, the prize money definitely had a positive impact in terms of the sale prices, particularly with book one. Yeah, no, it was terrific. And Andrew Seabrook's done a wonderful job. Speaking of uh, Karaka in New Zealand, you purchased this galloper last year, Pick Up the Tab, fascinated by its name, cost around $220,000. I think that's Kiwi. Um, and goes around the Canterbury Stakes over the 1,100 metres. Can you tell us a little bit about this youngster? Well, he wasn't named after you, Gareth, yeah. but uh, he, uh, yeah, he's a, a nice horse. I think it'll be, uh, the first up might be a little bit on the short side, but it's about getting race experience. And maybe if he can run on, he'll be sort of more competitive and, and some of the two-year-old races in the autumn over a little bit further. Malkovich is a little bit like me. He needs to be in front to do his best work. He gets the winkers for the first time. Do you think he can find the fence? Yeah, I think he should lead. Um, he's definitely harder to place. Uh, he's around that 100 rating mark, so he's been a bit tricky to find the right race for him. But he is very well. Honest day, he's good. Um, yeah, and he's got the motto, go to the front and increase your lead and try and hold on. So um, he's definitely well, and it's the right race for him. Rose Hill's probably the right track with the railway at six metres too. Which race do you go with, Lady of Luxury? Do you go to the fourth or the ninth there? I'm uh, just going to give it a quick think 
early this morning, so yes. we're supposed to have made a decision already. Um, could be a little fine coming up there, but uh, I apologise. We'll just... I'll have to pay that fine. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus like that. Sorry, I've, no. I was unsure of those rules. But they've they've been releasing the fields later and later these days in New South Wales. So I think they should, you know, work with both parties. That's a thanks, Gareth. Yeah, but yep. no, we'll get it done by nine o'clock. But uh, she's got no black types. So that's where the big benefit of going mm-hmm. to the twelve hundred is, and they'll probably go quicker. So we'll probably lean that way. I liked Ida's performance off the speed the other day, hitting the line strongly, and gets a low gate for Dylan Gibbons. Yeah, I think that's the key, uh, low gate. So she should be able to put herself a lot closer. Uh, she looks well. I think, if anything, she's going better from that run. So she's an each-way hope. And Tarashot, could we put him in the calculations there on an each-way each way price in that seventh race as well? Yeah, I thought it's, he, he, he's a strange horse. He mm-hmm. sort of looms up and looks like he's going to go straight past them. And he only seems to have a very short sprint. So... He's got an okay gate too if the the race works out. We can just sort of give him cover for a few way. He might be able to uh, poke his nose through. Back from the Gold Coast, this looks a lovely race for infatuation there with Sack Lloyd aboard over the 1,300 metres. Yeah, she gets in with no weight. She was a, it was a really good run on the three-year-old race at the Gold Coast. She just sort of got... Um, Drew a little bit deep, and then she got flushed very wide on the corner. was only beaten a length and a half. But I think she's still in great order. She looks fantastic, and uh, she should be able to put herself, if not leading, very close to it. So she should be in the finish. And the benchmark 72, race 10, is a dead set beauty over the 1,200 metres. Steffi Magnetica, dare I say she should have won last start. I don't know if it was one of Jay Carr's greatest rides, but um, um, she was very good down the straight at Flemington. Are you happy with her? Yeah, I, I think uh, she's in great order. She actually galloped br- brilliantly on Tuesday. So she's a, a filly that might even be a little bit better than I was hoping for. But she's drawn a bit awkwardly. Um, so I'm just not sure whether we will run on Saturday. We'll just give it some thought early this morning. Okay, then. Um, so we'll just wait and see with her. Who do you think your best is there on a Saturday afternoon at Rose Hill? Infatuation. Oh, what a great name. She's a top-class galloper, and she deserves to win a race like this this preparation. Um, have you got a winner for us um, at Canterbury Park on a Friday night? Ride the river for Joshua Parr? Yeah, he's an each-way hope. He was an okay first up, and I think he'll be better over a little bit further and with a more positive ride, so that'll be the key. And yeah. I've got a horse called Luna Field in today. I think he'll be very hard to beat. He's going well. You've done this before. You knew what I was going to ask you next. That's why you're the best in the business, Beyond Baker. You have a wonderful day, and, um, yeah, enjoy the next couple of days. We appreciate your time. And I'll be heading to that website. Um, beyondbaker.com.au to see if there's no, any... No, 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 no. Beyondbakerracing.com.au. Oh, no. If you owned a horse before, you can look at the ones there. If you haven't, you can read through and yep. please feel free to reach out. We're always available 24-7. Do you know what would be a lot of fun if you had like certain events that you could go to with you throughout the year as well? Like just... P-I-S-S ups, you know what I mean? Just like yeah, maybe we could maybe we could team up. Yes, yes. You pay, yeah. I'll join. Yeah, pick up the tab. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> see, see you, mate. Good luck. See you, Gareth. Thanks. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you on this Thursday morning. I call double nine seven three six. 3-6 to join our conversation. We've got the weekend preview team a little later on, but it's always great to catch up with the pride of Bunbury. 
Kath Coleman, who was in sensational form at Caraca, and she joins us now. G'day to you, Kath. Morning, Gareth. Did you recover after Saturday night? I did, yeah. I was maybe a little bit dusty on Sunday yep. morning, but I came good pretty quickly. I tell you what, the girl from the West can party, can't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, it was a brilliant time over at Cracker and the hospitality there yes. is second to none. <laughs> How, were you happy with your purchases? You yeah, definitely. Yeah. We walked away with some really, really nice horses. And um, yeah, look, I certainly can't wait um, to uh, to get them in the stable later on this year. Yeah, and the price here, Philly, the full of prowess, $1.6 million. Is there any shares left in her, Cass? Uh, no, no shares left there, unfortunately. Sorry. Unbelievable. So she went pretty quickly. Is there any shares available for any of the horses that you purchased? And if there is, how yeah, do we go about Yeah, look, we, we do still have shares available in a couple of them, um, a, a few nice of the Waikato horses, okay. nice Savabule colt there as well. So um, if anyone's keen to get involved, then contact our racing manager, Jeff O'Connor, um, here at Moody Racing, and he can provide more details. All right, beautiful. What about on Saturday? It's a fascinating day there at Caulfield. Looking forward to it. You've got a couple of really nice, slightly um, race gallopers that I think everybody's excited to see back at the races, including Smoke and Giant, who was impressive there on debut at Pakenham. Um, what can you tell us about his chances there heading into this race at Caulfield? Yeah, he was. Uh, he did a good job on debut. He's going to have to improve off that to uh, to sort of mix it in town. But he's a horse that's always given us an impression that he's going to be better the further we step him out. He just seems like an out-and-out stayer. Um, he doesn't really have a turn of foot. He just maintains a really solid gallop for a, 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 good, uh, a good trip. So... Like I said, he's going to have to improve, but he takes fitness and race experience from that first up run. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, see how he lines up. Yeah, it was impressive over a mile. Do you think he'll enjoy Caulfield? It looked like Packenham suited him down to the ground with that big straight. Yeah, definitely. He's, a, he's an absolute monster yeah. of a horse. He's probably one of the biggest horses in our stable. So, um, you know, sometimes those horses don't really appreciate the tighter turning tracks, but we'll just give him his chance. And, you know, he's only learning and we're still only learning about him as well. All right, then what about the other horse in that race, Fanger? This is tougher, but what's his ceiling? Yeah, look, he did a good job um, last start there at Cranbourne. Again, he's got to step up and he's got to improve to, to be uh, competitive in town, but he deserves his chance off that last start win um, again another horse that we've always thought he'll appreciate a bit further as well let's have a look at race number four the chairman stakes looks like there's plenty of pace in this race they tell me that counter offensive wants to lead at all costs um scampy can show plenty of gate speed it might set up nicely for anisa who was so impressive there the other day at Caulfield. how is she trained on from that bit of a break yeah, super. So she had a little bit of a let up, but not long. Um, she's come back from that. She's had a nice trial and a couple of nice gallops leading into this, and she seems like she couldn't be in better order. How good is she, Kath? Well, look, we're going to find out over the coming months, aren't we? But she's a, a really nice filly, and I think she's just got that really professional attitude which takes these two-year-olds such a long way at this time of year. Would you be backing her in a blue diamond? Were you scared of anything that you saw last week in the previews? Nothing last week sort of put the wind up us yet. Yes. We were, um, you know, we watched that and were sort of, you know, still still feeling pretty good about ourselves at that point in time. But, you know, these young horses, you just never know. Some of them can sort of, um, you have them one day and you don't have them the next. And then the opposite as well, they can really jump out of the ground when you don't expect it. But our filly seems in super order and, and we couldn't be happier with her heading into Saturday.
So Botany's a scratching. We move on to Dermy, Dermy Branson. He's first up over the 1,100 metres. Um, how's he trained on since that break? Yeah, he is in good order, but he might stay home from that wide okay. barrier. He probably just doesn't need to be doing that first up, but he does seem in good order, this preparation. All right, then that that's, uh, that's good news for Brett and followers. And then you've got Forbidden City and Ride and Rose. What did you make of Ride and Rose first up there the other day? It was a pass mark. Yeah. Um, we probably had to be a bit forgiving, uh, just given the fact that he's coming off a 12-month let up and firm, the track really firmed up that day, which probably didn't suit him so he had a really good blow that day. He should improve off it, but we sort of need to see that at the races. But the horse seems in good order at home. Um, we just need to see him, you know, take that fitness improvement, which we think he will have. All right, then. And um, Forbidden City? Yeah, on the seven-day backup there, she's a, a big mare that we just pour the work into, but she never seems to... Um, never seems to really shirk the task. She just thrives off the more work we do with her. So... Um, I don't think the backup will knock her around, but she sort of had um, she had every chance there last start and she loomed up like she was really going to put them away and then she sort of didn't quite let down and stretch out like we hoped she would. So, um, like I said, trying something a bit different with the seven-day backup, but the horse is in good order and we can't fault her. You're hard to beat on your home track. you got a couple of nice chances today there or tonight at Packenham School. Says he's got a wide gate in the heat of that future stars, but... We know Scorsese's pretty smart. Your thoughts there? Yeah, look, he seems like he's come back in really good order. His trials have been uh, his trials have been good leading into this. Um, and you know, I, I don't think when you have a jockey like D Lane on board, the wide mm. gate doesn't concern you too much. And Rampant Lines, that son of Frankel, that I think we've been excited about for a little while now. Um, how has he come back? Because he's he's had an interrupted start to his career. He has. He's a horse that's had plenty of issues over his career to date. Um, he's been gelded. Um, he's had a wind op um, and he's had plenty of time as well just for a few little niggles. But uh, in saying that, he seems like he's come back really well, this preparation. He's always been a bit mentally immature, but this time around, he sort of mm. seems like he's putting everything together. And he's a horse that's got great level of ability, but it's just a, a matter of whether he can sort of put it all together. Do you like any of your first starters in that first race? She smashes uh, and Shiroa. Yeah, look, both nice fillies. I think they're both going to improve having the experience and um, sort of having the, having the day out there tonight. But everything they've done, they've done in a pretty professional manner. Um, if anything, might have she smashes slightly on top of the other filly, but they're both, uh, they're both going to be nice horses later on in their careers. We'd be here all morning if we went through all of your runners, Kath. You got some nice chances at the Valley as well. What would be Kath Coleman's best over the weekend? Uh, I reckon let's stick with Anisa. Yeah, I like it. Race four in the Chairman Stakes. She's very good, I think, over the 1,000 metres. We wish you the best of luck. We appreciate your insights as always, Kath. Have a good morning. Thanks very much. The star mare going around at Caulfield on Saturday in the Belmain Stakes. Wrote to our Ataki. She's first up this preparation, and he joins us on the line now. G'day, Maddie. Gareth, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Um, we haven't seen her since she had a crack at the Group 1, Rupert Clark. Um, have you been happy with her since, this daughter of Rote? Yep, really happy with her. Um, a little bit just, a little bit uh, different prep, though, going into yeah. when she won the Belmont last year. Um, she's had the three weeks off since um, she won in the Rupert Clark and had one little jump out and a couple of nice gallops, but we've been a bit soft on her. 
Um, sort of just with the view that she's going to still have quite a bit of residual race fitness still under her belt, being a short letter. Um, I think last year she was she might have had just a, a little um, back off in her training, but pretty much went in there rock hard fit. Um, this year, I'd say she's improvement to come uh, as we get to sort of either the Tresidae or the Mannerism and potentially then the Sunline. Yeah. Did you work out what her best trip was last prep? Uh, I thought she ran really well in the Rupert Clark, but I'm still not convinced a mile's her go. I yep. think 1,400 certainly probably is her big tick. Um, but if she could, if she's going to take another step to be able to, uh, you know, potentially be right there in a group one, she probably needs to get them all. So we're hopeful that, um, you know, in time maybe, uh, well, potentially the sunline this prep, but more so maybe again uh, in the spring in one of those races where she can get really like the Rupert Clark right down in the weights and probably gives her a best chance. Yeah. Do you think she's improving each preparation as she gets older? She's she's certainly gets stronger each time she comes back in, um, albeit this time not coming off the usual uh, six or eight week break. Um, but she does seem to just keep improving as she gets a bit older, so we're hopeful that that continues and um, that, you know, that might just find her another length then in the spring um, and hopefully sort of have her right, right, in, right around the mark in one of those group ones, which she wasn't that far off in the Rupert Clark. You know, her run yeah. was quite good there. And what about on Friday night? You've got a couple of gallopers going around over the 2,000 metres. Stardom awaits and Pavati uh, Party, both at an each-way price. Yeah, look, Pavati Party was good at um, uh, stall. We rode her back a bit. We we tried riding the forward previous couple of runs, and that just didn't work. She just had no luck all prep, and got a bit of luck there at stall, and and was good. Um, so we'll ride her the same, a bit quiet, um, and finish off strong. And she's got a little each way hope. I thought in the race, um, trained on really well. Started my weights. He was in that race at Sandy, and we were just sort of really stacked up mid race. And the second half was really no hope. Um, just the way the tempo was. So um, hopefully Mooney Valley just get a bit more truly run sort of race and he just needs that right sort of suck into the race. He's a get-back run-on sort of horse. Um, but that's probably him up to his best, so he just needs everything going right for him. All right, mate. So Rotarotaki, she's 370 with Bet365. He's saying that we should be a little bit careful with her first up and maybe second up would be a better a better go for her. Yeah, I'd be cautious. Um yeah. But in saying that, she does always come out and run really well fresh. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying she can't win, but I, I just think whatever she does, she'll improve on. And uh, the 1,400 sort of second ups probably probably really um, fits ideal for her. Perfect, mate. Good luck Good luck on Saturday mm. with her. We appreciate your insights as always. <laughs> no, nah, good, good job. Thanks, guys. Stable Mail. Always great to catch up with Nick Ryan, who's got some lovely chances across the weekend. Hello to you, Nick. Morning, Gareth. Johnny Rock, is he going to Sydney or Melbourne? Um, he'll um, he'll stay in Melbourne and head to Caulfield. Yep, you happy with him? Yeah, very very happy. Um, obviously, going two weeks, but he'd um, he'd done plenty of work before first up, and being a bull, he's really trained on and come through it really well. What did you make of his run at Flemington? Under the circumstances, I thought he was really good. Um, you, oh, you just missed, yeah. but um, it was a big effort first up. Yeah, he was super. Obviously, uh, first up for uh, 13 miles, the track was um, playing sort of towards the inside mm-hmm. that day and um, they've ran lightning time and then 
Obviously, Mornington Glory franking the form, backing up at the Valley on Saturday and winning well again. Um, um, so, you know, Mornington Glory is a very good horse and he'd had six or seven runs for the prep, had the race fitness on us and, and got us. But we'll strip fitter on Saturday and, look, he looks very well placed going up a little bit in trip, bench Wait. staying at the benchmark 70. Yeah, what do you, what does Jay Allen do from that gate? Um, look, I'll probably leave it up to him, but he's, look, Johnny's, Rock is very versatile. He's got very good gait speed. He can come back. Um, uh, but you know, he's. I'd probably rather him out there than than in low. Um, he can he can make up his mind if they go furlong. Beautiful, mate. Two dollars five. Is he a bet, or you think he's a little short at the moment? Well, might be a little bit skinny for me, yes. Gareth. But you know, we've we've got some. Um, we do have some lofty plans for this horse, so it's important he wins, and and then we can we can aim up. What's his big plan? Oh, look, we just, you know, we obviously got to go through his grades and get his rating up. But, um, you know, if he can um, hopefully look for some stakes races or or what we can, but um, he's got to start winning. Well, we wish you the best of luck. It was a big effort first up, mate. And it um, looks like he's going to be awfully hard to beat there at the Heath on Saturday. Thanks for that, Nick. Thanks, Gareth. Great to catch up with Adrian Potts because the stable's on fire. They've had a tough week, unfortunately, with the injury to Alligator Blood. But um, they've got some nice chances engaged on Saturday, especially at Rose Hill. Good morning to you, Adrian. Thanks for your time, mate. Hey, good it's morning, been, Gareth. It's been a tough week, but um, those are the ups and downs of racing, I guess. Yeah, it is. You know, it's um, yeah, a difficult way to look at it. Like, um, yeah, Alligator Blood's been so... Been so so good to us. Been an amazing, incredible horse. Just actually, yeah, it's been a real privilege to sort of have him in the stable. Hopefully, it's not the end of the road yet. But um, you know, whichever way I look at it, um, you know, it's you know, it's still been so so proud of what he's achieved for us. So um, yeah, you know, he he was in good shape this prep. Unfortunate that he's had that setback. Um, so we'll give him the the, the required time, give him the rehabilitation, um, assess again. Um, yeah, at a certain point, and then just decide what we feel is the best for the horse going going forward. But um, every chance we could see him again, um, and also may not. Yeah, he's one of those horses you could never ride out because he's he's, such, he's got such a big heart. He's overcome so many obstacles on and off the track in a way, but he always finds a way. Alligator blood. So it probably for the storyline and the narrative of his. His career, he, he probably wins another two group ones. <laughs> He's due for another comeback, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, you know, in the story. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah, like he, he, had he sort of not been as in a good a form as he was this prep and, you know, it just didn't look like he was slowing down. So it's sort of hard to sort of say that the that the end of the road was sort of near for him. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. As I said, at the end of the day, everything's got to be done right by him. Jeez, I love the couple of trials of Prost, he's been off the bit, but he's defeated some nice horses like the, the Golden Slipper favourite or the second favourite in Shangri-La Express, the stablemate recently. Um, he gets an inside gate for Timmy Clark in the Canterbury Stakes. You happy with him? Yeah, no, he's in, he's in great shape. Um, yeah, it looks a nice race for him. I thought he's done particularly well, um, you know, off the back of his two trials. Um, yeah, he's, he's run in the, in, in, in the Breeders' Plate, I, I, I thought was excellent. Yeah. Uh, I think that's sort of one of the right form races. Um, obviously, an advantage having had that campaign. He seems to be back better this time round, and yeah, it's, it's it's a nice race for him to sort of try and capitalise on and um, sort of try and make it. You know, it's, it's the right time for him to put his hand up. I guess. Excel indeed. Does it 
go to um, Canterbury Friday night or do you go to the Canterbury Stakes Saturday? At this stage, lean towards Canterbury on Friday night. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's first time out uh, uh, taking on a couple of, otherwise we'd be taking on a couple of sort of seasoned horses that have proven a decent level. I uh, just want to try and do the right thing by the horse, kick him off in the right race, give him a bit of confidence. But in saying that, he's drawn well. I think there's some upside with him um, going forward. So haven't ruled out sad day yet, but leaning towards Friday. All right, then what about uh, your written tycoon, Philly, who was pretty good in that Jim Crack, um, one of the early two-year-old races of the season. Um, your thoughts about her chances after that little bit of a break? Yeah, I think um, I think both these fillies are by, by written tycoon. Um uh, Lady Camelot was was excellent. She went round favourite in in the gym crack. Um, she just got caught caught wide there and didn't have sort of the best a, a run. She sort of loomed up and just um, just sort of found that 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 early work um, sort of told late. She's obviously come back and been very sharp. Made it made a statement in her first trial at Canterbury, and you know I thought she was still very good and very sharp the other day at, at Randwick. So she's going in nice and forward. She's got um, plenty of natural speed, nice low draw. So uh, she'll give him something to catch. Um, Alinea, um, she's a bigger, scopier filly and sort of come back a lot more mature this time round. She sort of just did it. She was all sort of it's a bit raw that first time in, in the gym crack, but she was she was very good late. That sort of last 100 metres of her race was very good. So, um, yeah, I think the way she's trialled on both occasions as well, uh, she's come back much sharper and stronger and mentally much better. So... Hard to split them, um, but yeah, two two really nice fillies. Looking forward to seeing Lady of Poise, your trapeze artist filly, who was pretty good on debut, head to Melbourne on Saturday in that first race over the twelve hundred metres. Um, can she win at a good each way price? Yeah, look, I, I think she's a, a nice filly going going forward. We, we should, you know, hopefully see more of her. Uh, you know, particularly as we can get over a little bit further. She made a debut as a, a two year old at Kembla over a thousand, was just sort of run off her feet and sort of never really looked at a winning chance until sort of the last hundred where she just sort of really, really picked up and was strong late. Um, so hopefully, you know, this sort of trip, she can just travel that bit kinder in the run. Um, you know, first way of going uh, uh, that that way in Melbourne. So I think she'll improve a lot, but mainly as I said, as she can get over further. But yeah, great, great each way chance. You happy we fully lit heading towards the English Millennium? Yeah, we are. Um, you know, excellent. Excellent there the other day at Rose Hill. Um, he's come out of that in really good order. Um, yeah, you know, so he's 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 holding his form nicely, and you know, it looks a yeah, you know, it's a it's a nice target for him. And how Storm Boy and Shangri-La Express ticking over? Yeah, in great shape. Um, we'll see Storm Boy step out at the trials, um, sort of later uh, later in the month and or in a couple of weeks. Uh, Shangri-La Express due to have his uh, second trial, uh, most likely to have that on on, on Monday. Um, he's taken some nice improvement uh, off the back of that, um, yeah, off the off the back of that first trial. But it's coming up nicely. Beautiful. What's your best for Saturday, mate? Yeah, I'll stick with uh, uh, those fillies are hard to split. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to tip one of them, but I think they're two great chances. All right, then we'll play the Cornell. Easy as. Thanks for that. Beautiful. Thank go. you.